moment of silence before they started gabbling again. Jason tried to blank out what they were talking about. They weren't exactly friends, more acquaintances. He didn't even really know them. The four of them were all in their early twenties with no particular ties, but the difference was that they were amateurs, idiots, while he knew what he was doing. The shop had closed four minutes earlier, meaning the owner would currently be sweeping up and tidying the inside. At some point in the next ten minutes, he would open the fire exit, go to the bin, empty the day's rubbish, and then return inside before locking up and driving home. So Carly, she does this thing with her tongue right, where she rubs it against her bottom lip, and then... Jason checked his cheap plastic watch. Five past ten. It wasn't particularly late, but he was a little tired, his warm bed seeming particularly appealing. Then she licks upwards... It's like she's got two tongues or something. Honestly, one of these days I'll get you round and you can have a go. She's always saying, For Christ's sake, will you shut up back there? Jason half turned, taking in the figures dressed in black. Four sets of eyes stared back at him. Not exactly defiantly. They knew who the orders came from, more wondering why he was so bothered. Turning back to the fire exit, Jason enjoyed the moment of silence before the voices began again. So, I'm thinking about getting a new car. That course has been shite since the day I got it. I took it down the garages last week, but the bastard wanted 1500 to fix it. Bloody thing's not even worth that. I can probably afford something new anyway. You know that dealership at the end of the M602? They've had this new Audi out front for the past month, and... Jason interrupted without turning. You're not buying a new Audi. Who says? I say. You can't tell me how to spend my money. Jason didn't reply for a moment, focusing on the fire door and willing it to open, so that he didn't have to have this conversation. Again. If you want, Jason said, I can ask the person who pays us to tell you. Would you rather hear it from me or him? Silence. Jason's eyes flickered down to his watch again. It had cost him under a tenner, but that was the golden rule. Well, his golden rule. Don't stand out. The moment someone started flashing the money around was the moment it all came crumbling down. Seven minutes past ten. Ahead, there was a crinkling of light as the fire exit opened a fraction and an Asian man's head peeped out. With a shove and a kick, he wrestled with the door and then turned inside to pick up the bin. Now, Jason said. Pulling his balaclava down, Jason opened the driver's door and began striding across the road. He heard the van's side doors sliding open and footsteps behind him on the echoing tarmac. The shopkeeper had already emptied the bin and turned back to the shop when he noticed the five men approaching. Jason saw the whites of the man's eyes blazing with fear as he ran towards the fire exit, wanting to wrench it closed. It was already too late. The biggest of Jason's balaclava-clad associates, Kev, kicked the door away from the shopkeeper's grasp, simultaneously shoving him inside. Jason didn't break stride, marching through the fire exit behind the others and pulling it closed. Three of the black figures had rushed into the main area of the shop, cackling as the rampage began. Jason nodded at Kev, who had one hand across the shopkeeper's mouth, his other arm clamping the man's arms painfully behind him. Jason crouched in front of him. What's the safe code, Namdev? From somewhere in the main area of the shop, there was a crash as one of the displays was sent tumbling, 
Jason asked the struggling shopkeeper to give him a second, and then he moved through to the front. The shutters were already down, blocking anyone outside from seeing what was going on. He stood silently, waiting for the men in black to notice him. When they finally did, there was a moment of silence, of understanding, before Jason spun on his heels and returned to the back room. The noise from the front was now more restrained, a targeted and tactical pattern of destruction, not the wild hyenas from before. Namdev gasped as Kev removed the hand from his mouth. His eyes were wide, white, but he didn't call out. Five, 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 eight, two, one. Thank you, Namdev. Jason nodded to Kev, and he headed towards the main area of the shop, leaving the two of them alone. Namdev shuffled backwards slightly until he was resting against a wall of cardboard boxes packed with crisps. You've been a very silly man, Namdev.